Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chaos Behind Clarity podcast, sharing lessons as they are learned. My name is Saloni. I'm formally being trained as a dental student, but I'm also passionately pursuing life in the areas of mindset, excellence, character evolution, and personal development. I'm deeply fascinated with philosophy, human behavior, and quite honestly, the art of living. So please join me as I open my mind and my heart to all that life has to offer, and hopefully I can articulate the wisdom as best I can. So today we're welcoming Dr. Ambrosio, our newest diagnostic sciences faculty and mentor at Rutgers School of Dental Medicine. Her compassion and joy for life radiates through all of her work, personally and professionally. She makes it her mission to be present for her students. But outside the walls of these clinics, um, her roles include, but are not limited to, a mother, a wife, a daughter, an avid reader, and a personal development extraordinaire. She gives a whole new meaning to me and others around her to the idea of happiness and how it is not sought. Rather, happiness must ensue. And this she reminds us of every day. So with that being said, please help me in welcoming probably the most coveted guest on the podcast so far, Dr. Ambrosio. I will hand over the mic to her now, so please introduce yourself, give us a brief touch on your background, life history, and what brings you here today. Thank you, Saloni, and thank you for the opportunity for, to speak. I think it's very important for me to share this, all this uh, information as part of who I am or who was I when I came to this country when I was 14 years old and basically just have my American dream, like any other person that comes from other countries. Uh, I was here by myself. I finally met my mother for the first time when I came, I was 14. Uh, it was very hard, it was very shocking because the culture was completely different. Um, and meeting my mom for the first time was hard. I also have a sister that I met for the first time, but it was very difficult and mom was just having her own struggles. So I had, somehow we have to depart and I decided to go on my own and study. And then I probably didn't see her for, for many, many years, but then I, when I graduated from dental school was the next time I saw my mom. And um, the main thing that I would like to leave with this is that anything is possible in life because you wanna make sure that you believe in yourself and that's exactly what I really tried and forgive everything and have gratitude for all the opportunities you have. My mother brought me to this country and that was, I was always very grateful about. Uh, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. Uh, so I had to really concentrate on all the good things that she brought into my life. She's still my mother in our culture, in any culture, I think a mother is a mother and I would always love that from her. Uh, and it was very hard when she passed on uh, 17, the year 17 she passed. And I was just so happy that we had a nice life, 25 years of our lives together when she came into my, my marriage and she uh, kind of helped me raise my kids. She made a difference in their lives and I was just happy about it because that was a big difference that she made for them. And you know, you forget all, all the bad times. But it was it was great. Now I became the uh, dentist in 1986. It was such a wonderful. I guess the, I I did I made it. You know, and it was it was hard. And that's when my mother came to my graduation and she said to me, "I'm sorry for not being there for you." But I said, "Mom." Life is the way it is, and if it wasn't for that, maybe I would have never made anything out of myself. So I thought that you know it was just so important, and I was so happy to see her there after maybe 10, 10 years or more that I didn't see her. But it was the beginning of a new of a new life, a new career. When then my kids came, uh, my husband, my my marriage, and I decided that I was going to work 
24-7 every day until my son got very sick. Uh, I thought I hit bottom then with my youngest son when he was born with um, a very uh, difficult and serious disease. Uh, he's okay now, but it, it was hard. It kind of shook me up and pulled my ears and said, Mom, there's other things in life that are more important. And after that, I was able to have a practice along with my husband uh, and then raise my boys and then come and teach at Rutgers, which was my other passion. But at one point, I was a mother first. And I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy to address you, uh, address this uh, podcast. And I'm so grateful for Saloni to think of me in such a great uh, opportunity. Thank you so much, Dr. Ambrosio. That was quite an intro in terms of you know, your life story and what brings you here today. So I guess we can lead off of this introduction of lifestyle and who you are as a person by kind of talking about the greatest inspirations or pieces of advice that you've taken along the way. So as you've mentioned, the road here has been far from even, you know, it's had a lot of rocky highs and lows. So have there been certain pillars, certain pieces of advice from mentors, from friends, maybe even strangers that have kept you steady through it all? Definitely there were the teachers, there were the the people, I mean, my family. I had great aunts that really took the, the place of my mother many times because she couldn't be there for me. But, I mean, they taught me love. They told me that life is, it's all about uh, being there for each other, to have the support of the family, that rock that you, you need. And I could consider my, my husband too, even though he was coming from a different background, he was also my teacher, he was also my mentor. And then while my kids were born, that was such just a wonderful thing because believe it or not, they also you teachers because you have to learn to be a mom even though you don't have any instructions. In my case, uh, when I think I was probably meant not to be a success just because I did not have the background, I did not have the role models, or I did not have the support. But my kids really taught me a lot by just having the love and all the the persevere to make sure that they become great people and become good people at the end, humble. To me, to be humble is more important to have the grades and all that. But it, it was it was just very important for me to have the family, the love. And I know people are not there for you 100% sometimes because we all have a life, but the moments that they give you sometimes is just so important. And you do remember about that. Um, and then when I got into dental school, then that was a whole different world. I never thought I would make it by myself with no money, no, uh, no family, you know, in four walls, not knowing what to do, never meeting my father. And when one time I thought I needed him, went to Peru, tried to find him to find out that he needed me instead. So life is, is so full of, uh, of obstacles, I guess, circles that, that sometimes we just need to go by and make sure that we, we realize then at the end of the day, when adversity introduces yourself to, to you, it's when you realize that you can, you can be stronger. It only taught me to be stronger. And here I am, you know, just enjoying every single moment because I went through so much that at the end of the day, uh, it, it teaches you to really be, embrace every moment in your life. I feel like everything you say, Dr. Ambrosio, has like jam-packed wisdom and probably a million stories that go along with each piece of wisdom. Um, one thing I, I do want to touch upon is throughout all of the points where you had shocks in life of someone needing you, you needed somebody else, you entering new phases of life where you're uncertain, whether that's dental school, whether that's being a new mom, 
Um, what did you usually turn to in those situations? Was it faith? Was it reading? Was it your partner? Um, was there like a friend through it all? And if there's not like one single source that has been steady, I guess um, a secondary question could be, what's one piece of advice that, that has rung true to who you are for almost all of your experiences? Well, that's a great question, Saloni. I think it's faith. Uh, when you have God with you, uh, you can go anywhere. It was hard, yeah, I understand when I, I thought I hit rock bottom when I was by myself trying to get into dental school on my own with no money. But when my son got sick and when I really hit bottom, it was just so hard to see my baby, one year old with a major surgery. I never thought I would do that and I had to give up practice for a whole year because I want to make sure that my baby was okay and my husband took over. Uh, so, so you see, and my mother was there already in that part of my life, which I was very happy about. Uh, to be able to see her, even though she didn't think the same way I did, but I still wanted to do the, the, the grocery shopping with her, even though it was my late 30s probably when we went for the first time, the two of us. But it is, it is, you can always live that. Uh, I just learned that it's never too late to live those moments and have the great dreams of always being a kid whenever I wanted to be one. So it, it, it was good. And I think it's all, again, all the family, all the love, the kids that you think you kind of give everything you have to for your family and your kids, and you get so much back, so much back, because it's just so important. So, so is the spiritual, it is the faith and the love for, for myself, for my family, and the love that they have for me. It's, it's just, you know, they have my back, I have their back. That's very wholesome. Um, as you talk about like these points of highs and lows and certain things that string you along through it all, I have to ask, like, I know most days, you know, you seem very bubbly, you're very happy, and you're, you're happy to be here, and, and it shows, you know, it's, it's radiates. Um, but on the days that you don't feel like it, on the days that you really are faking a smile, I guess, um, how, how do you remain adaptable? And, and what, what really keeps you, I guess, able to not be resentful and not lash out? Like, what keeps you steady? And maybe you weren't always like this. Like, you know, enrich me, tell me more about what it was like to be a kid before you were Dr. Ambrosio, you know? Were there habits that you had to work on? Because as we said, like, when we're growing, these are maybe not skill sets or um, we just haven't been developed enough to know how to adapt to those situations. So I'm interested to see how you've grown as a person and what habits you've had to instill to, to keep that steady mind and keep yourself adaptable. Well, uh, again, great question. It's it's very hard. Uh, through the years when I did not have all the... Um, I guess when I put all the, you put all the pieces together and you realize or you're not aware of all the blessings that you have in life, that you you think you're alone. Uh, but when when then you start to see and maybe through reading, through church, or through all the the or, or just basically seeing your family always there, but that sometimes you don't notice that. I think that helped me a lot. And the, one of the things that I learned also is mindset, where you can say, okay, I can choose to be happy or I can choose to be sad. And I learn every single day, what is it that I'm gonna do today to make a difference in everyone's life and especially mine? Because if I am happy, I will make other people happy. And that's basically the mindset that I you choose is intentional. It's every day that I get up and, and even though my husband looks at me funny and says, what are you doing? I said, I'm listening to my music, I'm dancing, I'm going, I'm going crazy. There's a lot of things in the morning, but he he just laughs at me and he knows how I am so he's, he's just 
lets me be, which is which is great to have somebody like that that just lets lets me be whatever I want to be, whatever I want to do. Hey, one day I said, you know, I'm retiring in a year, and he knew that, and I said, and then I'm going for teaching. I really want to teach full time, and that and he was just the support that that his support was so important to me. And my kids simply say, Mom, whatever you want to do, it's okay. So it is mindset. Uh, you choose to be either happy or sad. We know that the brain can only hold one thought. Is it either happy or is it, or is it upset? So in my case, I tried to be happy, but I used to be very upset through the years when I was younger, when I didn't know how to run a practice, when I didn't know how to do the numbers. I, there was a lot of stuff that was very upsetting. But when I started educating myself, it was easier, much easier. And when I realized that I had a team that we can work together, that we are there for each other, that's when I learned that I should be more grateful than being upset. I think it's like, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're going through the thick of it, I'm sure, you know, everything else seems like, you know, dark and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel unless you're, until you get there. Um, but one thing you noted, and I think some people interpret it very differently. And even when I was in my earlier parts of self-development, this idea of like choosing to be happy mm -hmm. and of course there's outliers of people that have you know mental emotional roadblocks that are seeing therapy and getting professional help in cases like those it's probably you know again an outlier where choosing to be happy might not be the option um, but for probably a majority of the cases um, can you define for me further what you mean by choosing happiness and I, I know where you're going with this because a lot of things I've read and, and um, you know seen on socials or on podcasts it talks about, the, about this idea that you are the, the only thing you have control over is your mind you know in actuality you, you can't control other people not even in you know how you speak to them what you do you could be the best person you could be the worst person but the external environment's influence on you is outside of your control right all you can control is your mindset so when you say like choose to be happy, what does that mean for you? Does that certain habits? Is it just waking up every day? Um, I, I guess the reason why I ask this question is is twofold. One, some people might interpret that saying to an extreme of like I can't just choose to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then the second part is this idea of toxic positivity, which I'm sure you've probably seen online as well, mm -hmm. where things could actually be bad and you you brush it off when maybe you shouldn't. It should be something you address. So I guess to you, what does that phrase of choosing to be happy mean? So choosing to be happy for me means that, like I said before, when you get up in the morning and you intentionally decide how, how your day is going to be, uh, and then you choose to be happy. But I also understand that are we covering any other feelings behind the happiness? Uh, in my case, I have lived through so much in my life and I can go back to the way I was one day when I didn't have anybody or when my son was very sick. The way I see it and the way I tell my husband is, you know, if we ever have to be in that position again, then that would probably be something that I'm not going to be happy about. But other than that, uh, I think everything is fine as long as we have a place to live, as long as we have meal, a meal to have, as long as I have students to teach, as long as I have a job. I think, what else do I need? I mean, I already feel that I'm wealthy. I already feel that I'm rich. Not that I have the money, but I, I have so much to live for. And I learn to be grateful. I think I think that's where really my happiness come about is because every morning I say I'm, I'm, I'm awake, I'm able to open my eyes, I'm able to, to walk, I'm able to, to have the choice to go to school or not. I have all the things that I, I 
I'm very, and I'm very passionate about everything I do. So it's just easy for me to say that. But I also learned through reading why you should be happy because it gives you clarity. It gives you, it gives you the, the, the sense of making better decisions because you're happier. And if for any reason I'm upset, I try not to make any decisions because you know then it will be the wrong, the wrong time to do to make a decision. Um, it, it, it's just you know it's just mindset. I, I think that uh, school gave me a lot of my skills of being a dentist, but as a self disciplined and educated person, I had to also learn a lot of stuff on my own, where I had to learn to be continuously improving myself in every areas of my life. And we said before that it's never going to end because we're always going to keep trying to be the best of the best version of ourselves every day. But it's always a learning. Uh, they say you you know there's, you always learn you know or or they the way they say sometimes and there was a book by by John Maxwell I think it's sometimes you you win and sometimes you learn you know so that's something that and I always like kind of I live by quotes every day I'm learning new quotes every day I'm doing new things just because you know it's it's just part of who I. Uh, and it was decisions, you know, I mean, my mother passed away on 17. I was very upset, of course, because it is my mother. And But I was so happy at the same time that I gave her, that she gave me life and I gave her life because we both basically forgived each other for many things and we lived a beautiful life. She lived a full life and I was so happy that I was there for her. Instead of making that a negative thing, I decided to make it positive and give her everything I could. Uh, I could have done more. You always say that, you know, you, there's, but there's no regrets. We did the best we could. Um, actually, one thing I didn't want to forget to point out, which Dr. Ambrosia and I uh, talked about right before um, we started recording, was this idea of um, like hatred or just the negative, all the negative feelings, the grudges and stuff you can have towards a partner, a friend, a colleague, anyone that's wronged you. And I know on the surface, on paper, and you know, you'll hear it everywhere is don't hold grudges, you know, it only hurts you. But when you really sit with it, sometimes you don't realize how much baggage you hold. You know, and, and until you feel like, oh, I'm overloaded with this weight. So one quote that we had shared right before this recording was that um, holding grudges is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm -hmm. You're really hurting yourself in, in the process. So I think one, one piece of wisdom amongst the many that Dr. Ambrosio does instill for myself and for others who might listen to this is this idea of letting go, of letting go of the past, of, of who's wronged you, who's been there, who hasn't, because ultimately this is your life, you know? Mm -hmm. The way you carry yourself and the things you hold in your mind has no effect, as much as you think it might, on those who have hurt you. You know, they don't care. They're not in your life right now. Mm -hmm. And you're in your life, your mindset, your family, and how you show up is a huge reflection of the, of the pieces of your past that you hold. Mm -hmm. And so one huge piece of advice from Dr. Ambrosio, if I've articulated it well enough. Um, so that was a big, you know, introduction and dive into Dr. Ambrosio's past, into who she is today and how she presents herself. Um, when we started this podcast and when I had pitched the idea to, to her, she was talking about some of the books that she had been reading, including Atomic Habits, which we had um, shouted out in a previous episode. And so I wanted to kind of inquire on like, what is she reading? What are you reading right now? And like, um, how has it impacted you? Like, what types of books are you reading? 
So when I um, when I started like my my reading journey, it was it, it, it well you know you have to be passionate about reading. So I'm one of those you know that loves to read all the time. So but one of the books that really impressed my life, and I even took the course, was by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, I read that book like three times, <laughs> and it was so good not only for personal reasons, but again my team at the office had to read it that was one of the requirements so we all read the book we all went through the you know through the whole chapters together and see how you know it, 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 and it taught us so much about life as well as business because it is it is it is for one example of the book will be you know a person's name you know it's, it's the most sweetest sound for someone so it that was like wow and, and that one thing that i kind of like tries as, as much as I can, you know, know my, my students' name, which is hard sometimes because there are like 90 of them, <laughs> 130 after late, later of the third year. So, it, but it, it is important. I mean, you know, I'm sure my students will feel good if I say their name uh, and things like that. Or, or the same way when, when the book says, for example, don't hold grudges. I mean, it tells you that, you know, safe face or any other stuff that will make you actually live a life of fulfillment instead of being upset, instead of being uh, in regrets. It, it kind of teaches you a lot of lessons. Uh, that's one of the best books that I have ever read. And I and sometimes, believe it or not, I go back and read it again just because you forget. And sometimes the second time, the third time, you pick up something else out of the book that you know that you thought you you knew, but it's oh wow, I, I didn't you know now now I'm getting something new from this book. Uh, and right now I'm reading Mindset, which is really really good. I just finished reading Dr. David Sfield's What's Your Next, which is also almost like uh, Simon Sinek and and Do You Why? Uh, as we get closer to to especially my husband who's getting closer to retirement what is your next after practice you know we worry about the our fulfillment as a teacher as a, as, as a professional but we also have to worry about finances so that those books with dr phelps are also really nice for financing so again we have to self-educate ourselves to really become better i guess financially but also to fulfill our, our own dreams our own life I think the the more I talk to friends and faculty of all different age groups, it's shockingly clear that how little we know, you know, mm -hmm. and including myself, you know, you start off in your early to late teens, you feel like you've, you know, conquered certain parts of life. You got through high school, you got through college, and maybe you even did well. Mm -hmm. um, and you feel like that set of knowledge is sufficient enough to go out into the real world. Um, and we're always very humbled <laughs> by knowing we're not. Yeah. And what, whatever aspect that may be, finances, as you mentioned, like post-retirement or personal in, interpersonal relationships, there's like a million books for that. And aside from books, there's, you know, there's podcasting, there's honestly conversations like these. There's a lot of different ways to educate yourself. I think the biggest thing is knowing that you don't know everything. Because mm -hmm. they say, it's a stoic quote, and I might, might butcher it, but it's essentially this idea that who believes the person who believes that they have nothing left to learn is right because they've already decided that you know they know everything exactly. and at that point you're stunting your own growth and it's it's not until we hit you know rock bottom in personal professional life that we realize i have to redirect there has to be a way out of this hole you know mm -hmm. and what is what is that it's educating you build yourself back up you make your own ladder that you can then use so 
my, a lot of my friends know that I'm, I've always been very philosophical. So like a lot of these quotes and the ways I talk about things, you know, I like to articulate human emotion. It's who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes in day-to-day -day, day -day conversations with, hi, hello, how was your weekend? It doesn't really come out, you know? And I hope that if we get anything from these discussions, is this idea is to talk more about who you are and ask people, ask the right questions if, if that is even a thing. Um, because you never know who's on the other side of that. You know, everyone yeah. has a story. So we have touched on a lot of facets, but um, I think to wrap up this this portion, and again, I probably have to bring Dr. Ambrosio on again because she has a <laughs> lot to teach us. Maybe we can do like a book club with her and then touch yeah. on some, some of her reads. But again, comment below, share, message me if you know me, more about what you want to see from Dr. Ambrosio, from anyone else that you might be interested in hearing from. But to wrap off this discussion, I have some like rapid fire questions, which um, I like to ask at the end. So we touched upon one of them, which is your favorite book. We talked about Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. um, and let's see, the next question is, what's one thing that currently makes you very happy? It could be a hobby, it could be anything. That's a good question. I was looking at that question. I, one of the things that really makes me happy, of course, besides my family and, and my kids, my boys, and, and having a trying to have a great relationship with my family, is the fact is that we are here to serve, uh, to make a difference in somebody's life, uh, to go to a mission. Uh, and like like Winston Churchill said, you know, um, you make a living what you make. You make you make a living what what you get but you make a life of what you, you make a life of what you give, right? Uh, so, and that is so true when, when I go to missions, for example, I mean, you take away one week of your life, but I get more out of it. You know, you, you go and treat people that are underdeserved, that they don't have the money, but when you really come back, you feel like you have done so much that you, you never thought, instead of helping somebody, it's really helping me. And it just keeps me, uh, making do more of that. Uh, and I'm so upset about COVID that we haven't been able to do missions just because we're not allowed to go out of the country. But that's one of the things that really makes me makes me happy. And also able to, to teach and able to, because that way I can also help in, in any way I can. I try to be as, as open as I can because again, we're never gonna stop learning. I tell my students sometimes, listen, I'm learning from you as much as you that I'm learn you know, you're learning from me. It's always it's always that the the biggest room of improvement in our lives is the is the is the I mean the biggest room of our improvement is the improvement is that we we're always gonna be improved. There's always gonna be a big room of improvement, always. Oh, or better yet, the biggest room in our lives is a room of improvement. Ah, there you go. There you go. That, that came up. <laughs> Dr. Ambrosio is just making her own quotes at this point. You should start like, uh, we should start getting them on t-shirts or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, so when you mentioned service, there was something that came to mind, but now, you know, I was really invested in listening to you, so the question slipped away, so it's okay. Um, but a overarching question, which kind of sums up the this podcast, which is called The, the Clarity um, clarity from Chaos. I'm forgetting my own title. <laughs> but it's this idea of becoming a stronger and more aware human. So what does it mean to be a stronger and more aware human in your life? Um, I guess uh, the stronger, more, I, I, the way I took the question was uh, be more the human connection. Uh, the human connection that we have, uh, that everything is about relationships again, that no matter what we go through, and and we go, always go to the mindset idea that we we are 
who we are because of other people. I just finished reading uh, Never Eat Alone, and it really kind of brought me back into you're not alone. You need people to be to help you to be who you are. And on the last chapter, when you say, you know, you need to brand yourself as who you are and wow yourself so you can give to others. So that was also important for me to be strong. I mean, of course, all the adversity that we go through makes us really strong, but I think as a, as a community, as a collaborate, uh, collaboration through either teachers or students, we are stronger if we're really open to each other. I think uh, we're gonna learn more from each other. We're gonna be even go further you know, ahead than just being close to everyone. I think that to me is being strong. Uh, you know, not necessarily adversity that I went through because it's really not an adversity because it really taught me and to, to you know taught me so much and, and made me who I am today. So concise. And we were saying Dr. Ambrosia really should just have her own speaking engagements and just like be out there because she has a way of telling her story and I guess with time and with reflection that that's come, you know, with the years that you've been who you are and the way you've navigated life, I guess through time you get your own definitions to things. But um, what I'm taking away, the biggest thing is that from you is that it's not what you go through, it's what you grow through. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's that's a wonderful place to end this podcast today. And we want to thank Dr. Rosie again for her time. She gives a lot of it to her family, to her colleagues, to her students. And it makes a difference. And I hope that you go home. And I know, again, you there's a lot of people here that don't ask for thanks, but thank you. It means a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you, Saloni. I'm just really grateful that I was able to do this with you. And please, uh, to you and my students, I'm always here for you guys. Thank you. For those of you who have stayed tuned for this long of the episode, there's a special little gift at the end. Um, our speaker actually gave us the permission to share a song that her son wrote on behalf of all the things that she has been through in life and the ways that she has sacrificed herself for her children. So this is a song, um, again, by Dr. Ambrosio's son, and it is on Spotify, so I'll leave the information in the description box if you want to check out his work and this piece in particular. Enjoy! justice the amount of thank yous i owe you is quite abundant and i know i don't say it as much as i should but sometimes i wish i could go back and fix that for good screaming from the rooftops let the world know of the two most amazing people the world knows mom and dad the steady symbol of love and hope i appreciate you guys so much i hope this song shows yeah Ma, I know you tear up every time you tell your story, but I'm so proud. I feel like telling it is so mandatory. You came from nothing, from poverty in Peru, and I can't help but smile now every time I look at you, because you are so happy despite all of the pain. You are so happy even with all you overcame, and you are always smiling, always brightening up my day. Your positive energy is so contagious, man, it's insane. 14 years old didn't know english immigrated to the states alone searching for better living you made school your number one priority you wanted to be a doctor and believed in that full heartedly 
Yeah, you never steered off of your path despite all the temptations Surrounded you, friends partying, doing drugs on the daily You just focus on your dream, didn't partake in the fake shit Taught yourself the language and did what it took just to make it You needed money to be able to pay for your high school Never complained, just worked on making solutions to fight through You even worked as a janitor, sweeping floors, cleaning hallways and corridors Obstacles just made you work more You are by far the strongest person that I know the fact that you were able to build a life upon your own is just amazing and I just hope you know that I'm so proud to be your son and you're an angel of God's except below everything that you taught me makes more and more sense every day all the lessons that I've learned from you navigating trying to find a way to eventually accompany this angel was a man who was born in the capital of Colombia with his family. You immigrated over when you were around five, the oldest of four brothers, the Romado in your parents' eyes. And over the years, I've been able to witness how much joy you bring your parents, how much joy you bring your siblings. You not only worked hard, you truly lived it. I'm so proud of the life you created with mom. You two are truly gifted. You had the same drive for education as her Studying late nights, never steered wrong Working to be a doctor You drove limos around the city To help pay for your education And help the family also make their way You always took care of 